0: Welcome to Eagle Nation, don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Bounce Down. We can't, can we stop the Saints marching away with a winner of this, this Sunday at 2.40 PM Western Standard Time? We are coming off our biggest loss ever, but that was last week. There's an old saying, a week, there's a long, a week is a long time in footy and lots can change. Well, one thing will change. Our lineup will be different because it hasn't been the same once this season. I welcome one of my co-hosts in Dan because Wayne is still in uh, Europe chasing the sun in Lake Como. I think he is today, isn't he, Dan?
1: Yeah, somewhere of that. It's just all all beautiful places and scenery, isn't it? Very jealous.
0: Well, we've got a special guest on today. Um, some of you guys might know him from some social media pages. Um, if you don't, you are going to get to know him. He's one of the diehard Eagles uh, fans. He says it as it is. He, he calls a spade a shovel. at Steve Parker. Hey, mate. I'm good, thanks. Warren, yourself? Yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, we've got over last week, hopefully. Uh, did you get over last? Did you end up... I know you were uh, at a prior commitment. Did you end up watching it, mate? No, nah, mate. No, nah,
2: no. Nah. Didn't waste my time. It was like, yeah, nah, no. Nah.
0: It's one of those things. I nah. usually uh, watch a game twice, and I wasn't going to put myself through that uh, crazy notion. Uh, like Dan says, I do. Uh, before we get into everything, Thanks to Tom at Plus Fitness, Seabecco, Hillary's, and Up, He's our sponsor. Get down there, so you're from Eagle Nation. You'll do a good deal, and he will whip you into shape. And get on to our socials. Go to Linktree, and you'll find the shows, our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter from there. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to this one. We take on the Saints. Head-to-head, um, head, we we usually win these guys. We uh, got a better percentage, 32 wins to St Kilda's 20 and one draw. The last time they met was last year. They won by 28 points. Um, well, did any of you watch Brisbane and St Kilda? Because I thought they had in there for a, quite a while and they pushed Brisbane. Dan?
1: Um, yeah. I did watch that and they grind games down. So hopefully this isn't a blowout because of their style of play. You know, a rough line coached sides makes it a grind defensively. You know, it's not usually high scores; It's usually a dour game. But you asked there in your intro, are we, am I excited? Are we excited for this game? And for the first time, Evan, I'm not excited. I usually think we're always a sneaky chance. But as supporters, we feel so defeated right now. Um, again, there's no real change this week with the side. And, yeah, it's just like... We're at the stage, so let's hope it's not a 40-point loss. If it's under 40, that's a win, and that's just a horrible position to be in as a supporter.
0: Well, you're just talking about wins. Uh, The biggest win for the Eagles is 103 points in Round 6, 2016, at Seabee. And I remember this win because I was was in Melbourne at the time, St Kilda, 101 points, Round 9, 2004, Docklands. Look, before we get into St Kilda... uh, I think anything under 60 points is going to be a plus for us. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah,
2: mate, anything under 100 points at the moment, I think it's going to be a plus. Um, no, look, Ross Lyon loves beating us, mate. Like, he loves, after all the damage we did to him when he was at Freo, he's going to love smashing us this weekend.
0: I, I think the way St Kilda play, oh, look, if, if St Kilda <laughs> win by over 60 points... There's something really wrong at the Eagles, just to the way the St. Kilda played from my, from my, you know, from my view. Um, but then again, you know, who, who would have predicted 171 point thrashing at St. Kilda? I mean, against uh Sydney. So let's go through the St. Kilda injury list. Um, and then Dan, I, I don't know if you want to go through the Eagles injury list, but St. Kilda, they really only got Hunter Clark, Nick Cafield, Jack Hayes, and Nim Tim Membry out. So they've got a pretty good uh, team. Um, do you want to go through our injuries or have you got the list in front of you? Nah,
1: I'm on a Zoom call, mate, so sadly I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> I know, uh, so we've got Cripps and um, Hernback. is it? So our list has gone down from 21 to 19 injured players. But you've just, you know, we just heard that True's got a concussion, so... Up that back to twenty unavailable plays for this game.
0: Yes, uh, just before you joined us, Steve, we were talking off air about um, who was in and who was out, and um, we we noticed that uh, Zane True wasn't in, which is we, we were every I think every Eagles supporter, if you've been watching social media or following any pages, they were hoping for him to get included, but somehow at training he got concussion today, so he's out. Um, I'm just trying to find the list now. Does anyone have the list of ins and outs? Because it just... Uh,
2: I looked just before we got on, and it was Cripps, Hearn,
1: De and Harry Barnett to debut. Yeah, see, they're on the emergency, so we don't know if they'll play because we're a Sunday game. But the only outs, this is what annoys me, and this is what annoys a lot of fans, and this is what Tom from... um, West Coast fan TV, Eagles fan TV, upset him. They come out and they say, this isn't good enough. You know, they make things like they're going to make a statement. They haven't dropped any player. They, so the two players out would be Jack Williams, who got injured, obviously, and then Yo, who we found out's injured. So we've got two players coming in for sure, and the rest are emergencies. Not one player got dropped. You got smashed by 171 points and not one player got dropped. So I, I'm honestly at the stage where let's hope Dua and Bar, uh, Barnett, who's on the merges that you mentioned, Steve, let's hope if one of them comes in because let's not worry. We're getting smashed. You've got to make a statement. I'm sorry, but Edwards isn't doing it. What is it? Three disposals, eight disposals the week before. I know he's a young kid, but that's not. You should be getting caught. And Gaff is so far off the level, not just of what we expect from Gaff, of any AFL footballer. So you drop those two, that's a statement, you know. You, and I know we don't have many players to come in, but you look at that emergency list, it's got O'Neill on it as well. You know what I mean? So do something. Don't just give us empty promises and tell us it's not good enough and then don't act, don't make statements on the field or in the selection board. And I'm a bit disappointed with the I know we've got a lot of injuries, but it's just replacing two players that are injured, and to me that's not good enough. Over by Sunday there's a
0: couple more changes Well let's hope so um, um, I got the official the, Petrescu, Seaton, and you are the only ones officially Ruled out um, And as you said O'Neill, Barnett and DeWar's in um, Young Williams Is still in there as an emergent uh, On the extended interchange St Kilda, Seb Ross is in Zane Cordy, uh, Tom Campbell And Jay Paris and the only one out there Is Patton that's been dropped for St Kilda uh, Cooper Sharman, he's still been named. He was the sub for last week. So, Steve, your views on, you know, we don't really have much to bring up. We only had three in the waffle, so um I guess, yeah, we can't. I know where you come from, Dan, but when you haven't got enough people underneath to make a statement, it's pretty hard to make a statement maybe, Steve?
2: Yeah, I, it, we're kind of damned if we do, that We take that experience out and we're screwed. Um, yeah, we just we just need to see a little bit more effort from these blokes that are supposed to be senior listed players. Like Andrew Gaff is just who is he now? By like he's nowhere near the player he was two, three, four years ago.
0: Well, you just said pressure and um, you know and effort. Well, you know you look at uh, these are the people that were just. At, released by Champion Data, so when, when you're playing football, your you players, you're looking for a player for a good game to average around about 100 points in pressure. Um, Yo was 80, Shu was 64, and Kelly was 67 last week. These four guys: Dom Sheed 25, Darling 8.3. Wiverton 15.3, Samo Petreski seaton 20.9, and Gaff was in there, but I forgot to put his uh, up there. His was the lowest of all. And when you're not – you know, you can get the ball as much as you like, but it's when you haven't got the ball. And now pressure was just – I think it was the fourth worst for the season. And, yeah, it was fourth worst for the season. So I thought that was our worst showing, and it was only the fourth worst, but two of the people – two of the efforts underneath for them were – you guess it, from West Coast. So your views on that, Dan? Um, again, I
1: just repeat myself. It's like, well, make a statement because it's not good enough. It is not good enough. And as Steve said, there's senior players there, but you can not make many changes and still make a statement. As I said, you've got O'Neill on the bench. you got Dewar. oh it's another tool. But it's like, well, don't make chess with the sub this game. Make after stuff. You know, you just pull just these one or two levers just to say, look, it's not good enough. We acknowledge this. We'll make some changes. Um, I am expecting them to come out fighting. The talent's obviously not on the park with all these injuries. We've got no one left. I think we're going to forfeit the waffle, to be honest. Um, well, we are. Maybe we are. not cause maybe we'll well, maybe we'll have one or two players and then that'll give us the perfect list of who's actually playing because by then the emergencies will be taken off the best, you know, 22, 23. But, Um, yeah, I expect us to resolve, but it's like then you've got lines away the week after and I expect that to be another bloody mauling because they just can't do it anymore, mate. And it makes you think where to now because the young talent's just not there. And that's why every podcast I harp on, let's get as many top 10 picks as we can. Um, and it makes me wonder even deeper if that's why Simo's still there. Maybe they do realise the problem. Maybe they acknowledge the problem. Maybe they sat down with Simo and they said, look, we don't have these top ten talents. We don't have the young kids coming through. It's going to be painful until we get these kids who can't do much, and maybe the, they, as a club they acknowledge that. You know, they're not going to come out and say that, obviously, because it's damning the kids on their list and it's a defeatist attitude. So maybe they just know where we're at. and I don't know. I just, as a supporter, I'm a a bit lost with the whole situation, to be honest. Like, I know what I would do, but the club's not transparent, so I don't know what the hell they're going to do.
0: Well, a lot of the stuff you just said, then the club has said that. So, um, but, you know, they're they're still skirting around the bushes. It was good to hear um, a player manager today in Liam Pickering say if it was one of his uh, youngsters in the draft to... Definitely go to West Coast. You guys a great club, um, lots of money. Um won't stay down long, forever. So things do change around. So that's they, sort of like, um, I'm just losing my voice here. Um, excuse me? Um, Sorry, I'll jump in. Um, the yeah, of it's funny
1: because on the Western Huddle, yeah, on Western Huddle they said the same thing. <laughs> uh, like this whole read thing, and that's where we're in a good position, trade number one pick or don't. If no one comes to the party with a good enough deal, because as I said, I've been vocal on GWS as the main target here. If they get that top 10 pick conversation with him, that's three top 10s. And they said the same thing. They said a young kid's going to come here, fall in love with WA, in four years, we'll be back up the top. You know what I mean? So he comes here in three, four years, suddenly they're going to see this team rising.
0: So, yeah, there's no drama there. Um, Steve, we'll have a look at the team that comes in. And, you know, we're all expecting a statement in the way they play. So, you know, that that there's a given. You know, they're going to have to play better, but they shouldn't have to. You shouldn't put yourself into a loss like that. Do you think Hearn and Cripps, they're the only two in. You know, Cripps hasn't played in three months. Hearn, you know, he's come back. He's had two hammies this year. Are uh, fans going to expect too much from these two guys coming in? Because you, you look on paper, it's not a bad team with some of our seniors in there.
2: Mate, unfortunately, with West Coast supporters, yeah, they will expect way too much. Both of them are going to be lacking match fitness. They're They're not going to come straight in and just blow everyone off the park. No way. So, yeah, I think very much people are going to be expecting way, way too much of them.
0: And I'm just looking at the interchange bench and you, you, you both said Barnett and Dewar. If, if they were seriously playing, that'd be the club. If they're playing, they've been saying it on the Thursday that they're debuting. So they're just basically down on paper and name only to me because, uh, Marek, um, Chesser, when he's done, uh, long or if they were playing, they were debuted and it was released on the Thursday and they did it in, in house, you know, when they're sitting down in the auditorium. So to me, just naming those guys on an extended interchange bench, to me, is just writing it down for the hell of it. Um, do you agree on that, Dan? Oh,
1: 100%, because you've got to have the bigger list with the emergencies on there for this late Sunday games. So I think it's what, 25 listed or something like that, or for a Sunday game? So if you think about it, they've had to list every available player. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is. Who's not named that's not on the injury list? Well, no
0: one. one. Yeah, so, look, as we said, Zane uh, True, concussion at training. Um, I don't know the actual particulars, but so that's the reason why he hasn't been named. So, people, if you're on social media, don't go, you know, Flying up the handle because that's just happened. It's just you're hearing it first on Eagle Nation because I don't think it's been on socials yet. So that's a first for someone. No, I was going, <laughs> I was going to say, well done, was it?
1: We're breaking that news. You know what I mean? Like you actually got that. So, and it is the first. I hadn't heard
0: of it anywhere yet. So great job. So um, let's, let, let's forecast to the, the, to the game. Um, I'm just trying to find my pad that's just gone dead. Everything's gone wrong that could possibly go wrong on this same call. Um, we're looking at where where we're going to win this. You know, well, I, I was thinking last night the way Saint Kilda play and Ross. I was starting to think, well, you know, if we play to our optimum, we could take it right up to them. But I'm just being crazy. I'm being insane. But what can we do that's different from last week, other than stand up? You know, because to me, inside fifties are killing us. Uh, Swans took 29 marks, they beat us by 100 points. Carlton beat us by 100 points, 29 marks inside the 50. We're getting no marks inside our 50. Is it our midfield that is the problem? The clearances, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, bloody oath, it is. Our like you you look at our midfield, right? You got
2: Kelly, three very, very, very good inside mids, and we're getting killed. Why? Why aren't they getting the ball out like they have previously? You've yeah. got, you got Bailey Williams who's actually starting to really win some ruck taps. So how are we getting sharked all the time?
0: Yeah, we, we, we're getting beaten and stoppages. What are they
2: doing
0: differently there? Well, we're just having a bit of a technical problem here with your microphone there, Steve. Uh, we're getting killed in stoppages. Think, yeah, I think we're lacking that outside run.
1: You know, I, I said, I mentioned Gaff a couple of times earlier. We've, As he said, we've got those bulls. We've got, sometimes we're winning clearances in games that we're losing. We're getting the ball out, but we don't have that link anymore. We don't have that outside runner. We don't have these perfect winmen that run both ways, you know what I mean? And that's our problem. We don't have the link, man. There's no one linking between back, getting it into our forward line. We win the clearance, but there's no one to dish it out to, you know what I mean? It's just. And you can tell that because our bloody inside mids, the disposal efficiency, especially Cali, is so low this year because they've got no options. They're getting it out and they've got no good ones. people on the outside right now to collect the ball because a lot of these contests are 50-50 contests that we're not winning and that we're outnumbered and not positioned right. So... Yeah, Yeah, well, well, I miss, miss to be honest, I miss a Maston running on the wing and I bloody miss (laughs) Prime Gaff because that's exactly what they were. You know what I mean? Um, I was actually
2: about to say we should bring back Masto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's underrated at the time, wasn't he? But at least he ran all bloody day. He never stopped running. He he had deficiencies, but it wasn't his fucking spirit in his heart, I can tell you that much.
0: Um, No, not at all. He's probably fitter than the rest of the team at the moment because he's our runner. So, <laughs> and he's probably doing more running than half the team. Um, just as stoppages, I just want to bring up a useless stat here for the people that love their stats. Uh, where was it again? Um, for an average uh, team to win in. The, the stoppages and clearances Your team should be running at 163 Eagles over the last seven games Have been running at an average of 146 Which is well below average So that shows you just basically What you said, we might be getting the ball In the stoppage, but as soon as we handball it out it's That's it, you know that, That's where it stops, there's no one running By to grab it um, Like you said, uh, Gaff used to be Our link runner, uh, Master Used to do it, and um, and when you're looking at young guys that have been given the chance, like, uh, Luke Edwards, I don't want to use him, but to get three possessions on a wing, that's just pathetic. Um, and you know, um, he's supposed to be one of the most skillful guys on the team. Um, you know, Brady Hoff, I-, I like him on the wing, but they don't seem to want to play him there. Um, I'd love to see somebody like him that's running down the wing and, but I guess we just got to get the ball. Because if we don't get the ball, you're not going to win the football, and uh, we hardly had the ball against Sydney. So let's be honest. Have a winner in a margin right now. Let's, let's have a. It's going to be St Kilda. If West Coast win, there's more. It, it, to me, if West Coast won, there's more questions than I'd be asking because they won than if they didn't win. What do you reckon, Dan?
1: Uh. Saints by forty two sadly I'm just i I don't feel like we're even sneaky chance anymore because all year i like I thought it was against Carlton. I literally thought it was against Sydney. I didn't say but I thought with this sneaky chance, and we've been decimated. so what do you think, Steve, what do you reckon the margin is going to be?
2: I think it's going to be an absolute slaughter fest unfortunately, um yeah, I'd go seventy plus we just we're just not there, we're not good enough. And no, it's, yeah, and it's true.
0: Well, there's a, there's a bit of a rumour that Oscar Allen's 50-50, which has gone around today. So if he plays, I'm hoping we can contain it under eight goals. To me, that'd be a plus. Um They're standing up, but I just can't see it happening. So anything under 60, I'll be happy with. Um I don't know. It, you know, the way Ross Lyon's team, they're not a high-scoring team, so this could be a difference. We're becoming a bit of a joke where we're... There's about six teams trying to get into the eight at the moment and they're playing us. They're calling it the, the percentage booster. So, you know, it happened with uh, Sydney last week. So we, we need to stop doing this and shaping the eight. So I can't – like I said, there's no quick fixes, um, no big statements again from the club, but hey, if they get beaten by 80 points plus this, this week, someone has to change.
1: Okay, that leads me into saying I what, like to do What, what to can throw, we change, though? I, yeah, this this is what I mean. Is like yeah, I like to it, throw questions up. Why, that, was there unannounced?
0: Would you, Somebody's well, got to be an
1: Yeah. But speaking of change, will Simo be there by the end of the year?
0: After watching his presser this week, like, it changed my mind because I love his attitude. And I was thinking, well, you know, maybe – it's a good thing that he is there, but then again, maybe from what I've heard, he's too loyal with some players, and I don't know, Um if you have another 100-point hiding, I, I just can't see how the message is getting across, if it is, you know what I mean? That 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 loss on the weekend should say, you guys, you just need to be competitive the rest of the year, because otherwise, a lot of these players are going to be gone, and unfortunately, the coach, as we know, he is always the brunt of everything, so... With Damon Hardwick saying he wants a coach, man, um, the pressure's there.
1: Yeah, well, the topic has changed. What about you, Steve? Will he be there at the end of the year? uh,
2: From what you see in the papers and everything, mate, they've got no choice. Like They're going to have to pay him out too much to let him go. And I don't know if getting rid of him will solve the problem. Like, we're just going to bring in another coach. We've still got the same shit cattle. Like, the cattle's yeah. not to going to honest,
1: change. Uh, the cattle, Yeah, yeah to me, you've hit really the nail on the head there, Steve. That's exactly how I feel. Our issue, we need to get young talent in. So that brings me to the next one. I'm keeping you on your toes and I'm taking advantage of Steve here. Some fresh <laughs> blood. Would you trade pick one? I'll go with Steve first. Would you trade pick one? If we
2: got the deals that you've spoken about, yes. Bloody yes. oath. Yeah. If we're going to get yeah. – if we open up a chance to get the blokes that we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks, uh was his name? Kurt, Mick Sanders. Yeah, um, Sanders.
1: Yeah, Moore, and there was and another and one. The WA. Okay. Yeah, Kurt
2: and the WA.
1: Boy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, there's, okay. there's four for the price of one. And like those, those two boys in particular, the two mates, that's 80 possessions a game.
1: Yeah. So between, it's, definitely going to be three, yeah. it's definitely going to be three first round picks. It's the question, is it going to be three top ten? And to me, I think it will. So uh, obviously, uh, Warren,
0: um, what about you? Would you trade pick one? Uh, you, you, I said on the last podcast, if you get three top ten picks, it's a no-brainer. Um, and it's a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, Harley Reid's going to be a great player, don't get me wrong. But it has to be three top ten picks. And if it's not, um, no. Um, you know, unless you're getting a, a, a four, say you got a five and a six and then a 12. Yeah, I'd look at it, but the further you're back, you're gone. You know, it's not a deep, it's not a deep draft this year. Um, the first 20 are good. After that, it falls away. So, um, and the first 12 to 14 are probably all pretty, pretty close and they're going to re- rotate a little bit around here and there. Um, like I said, we've got to make big decisions, and at the end of the year, if it's the coach, if it's the cattle, if you're choosing cattle, you want to have a good auctioneer there and a good stockman that's going to pick the right cattle. So, um, you know what I mean? And like you said, you've just named some names there. There's other guys like Nat Caddy and stuff like that. Depends what Eagles get rid of as well. That will dictate who we go for in the draft.
1: Oh, Yeah, sorry, don't Yeah, don't jump there because that's what it is. Sorry, I've got a couple more. Second one's really quick. Nisbet, will he be there to you? Um,
0: after I'll listen- go with you first, Warren. After yeah, this, listen- on radio yesterday, it's a bored thing and he wants to be there. All the rumors were saying he didn't want to be there. He wants to be there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah he's a
1: bit of a boring one. What about you, Steve? Will Nisbet be there? Look, well, I,
2: I like Nizzy. Um, The way I see it is. That man has been a part of every high and low that the club has been through. So from every flag to the drug saga to everything, he's been in, he's pulled us out. What's this any different?
1: Okay. So two more left, guys. Sorry, um, I'll go with you first, Steve. To get good top ten picks in, you need to give something up. There's probably only a couple of players with good that collateral. Would you make a trade to get another top ten pick or even just a first round pick by trading out a player? Would you do that? And who would it be? If, if you no, because
2: is. I know exactly who you, where you're going with yeah. this.
1: <laughs> I know who I know who people chase. Was that? Uh, what about you?
0: Well, we, we spoke about it in the last podcast, man. So I answered the question then. Um, if they gave this yep. pick four or five for uh, Mr. Tommy Brass, I'd be taken. Yeah. That's he's it. the only one with value, That's really. Isn't only yeah. if they've already secured the three draft picks for the number one pick.
1: Okay. Now, this one's a bit more in depth. All right. You're now in charge of the Eagles, you make the decisions. What would you do to fix our problem right now? Well, it, it obviously, short-term, long-term, long just what would you do? If you walked in that club now, you made decisions, What quickly, what would you do? I'll go with you first, Warren.
0: Short-term, right, short, short term, I, already, I would have already done it. I would have gone every player and you your, your spot isn't safe. I don't give a shit if you're Jeremy McGovern. I don't care if you're Luke Sheehy. These are all playing for your future, so... That, that's the, the only gain I can see that change I can make. They've already said that Warren Cofield stepping down as strength conditioning. So that's not immediate immediately. And as Steve said before, I don't think there's much you can do with what we've got. Yeah, at the I, end of the, yeah. at the end of the year, to me, you are just gone you got to never. they're having a review. It's got to be external, it can't be internal because they know what's going on internal. They need somebody else to tell them and to clarify it. And to me, it's um, it could be changing if not the main coach, the coaches underneath them. Um, he's going to have a new head of strength and conditioning. And you know, Dwayne Messi's the new recruiter, so if that there's a change already again, so maybe there's change already about that, haven't been you know. Said to the public, so that's it.
1: Yes. Sadly, I don't think there's any short-term one. It's a boring answer, but it's all draft, 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 and that's all I think we can do. Uh, what about you, Steve? What What would you do if you walked in the club right now? What's a decision? It doesn't actually have to be short-term, but what's a decision you would make that you think would get us out of this whole maybe I'll, not straight. Away, I would be basically.
2: unpopular. I'd be unpopular really, really quickly because the first thing I'd do is walk up to Nick and say, look, mate, I think yeah. we'll pay you out, whatever. But you need to go. Um, yeah. You're not playing. You're just taking a spot. Do the right thing for the club. See you later, buddy. Stay on for as a ruck coach. We could use him as a ruck coach. Um, yeah. But yeah, that would be one of the first things I would do. Like he's been great
1: for the club, but it's time to go. Yep, agree. Sadly, I think. Sadly, I, I think. There's a couple in that boat and you got to make those aggressive changes and tap a couple on the shoulder and say, sorry, you've been a great servant, but, yeah, your time's up. Well, that's it, boys. I wanted to keep Wazer on his toes and I wanted to take advantage of having Steve some fresh blood on the podcast. And ask Okay. A few I've got questions. a
2: question for you, boys.
1: Yep. Oh, nice.
2: Rightio. Bailey Williams, right? The trajectory he's been on since the first two games of this year has been massive. He's coming holding his own against seasoned ruckman, he takes another step forward next year and bounce even more further in place than what he is now. Do we still go after Tim English? Oh, Do we save you know that what? 900K? I've, yeah.
1: Do Mate, we save that 900K? And yeah. Uh, I've actually given it a lot of thought and this is got to be unpopular. You thought the Nick one was unpopular because Williams is the one that showed the most problem, uh, progress, and I've actually thought about this, and people are going to tear me apart. Yes, I would still go for English, because by the time we got him, we'll have five, six years of him, and by then we should be competing. And by then, I'm hoping wounds, and I'm expecting him to keep going. I would then trade him, <laughs> oh, and that Jesus. is so not going to be popular. Yeah, how unpopular is that? But you suddenly but got it's a boy, you know. Yeah, it's ruthless. But by then, you get a second round pick, maybe even a first. If he keeps going and improving like he is, you get a first round. You don't want two Ruckman. You don't want the Gorn and Grundy thing. Like, I love Luke Jackson, and I think he's going to be great for Freo, but you can't have him and Darcy being your million-dollar men, your expensive men, you know what I mean? Selling yeah. your salary cap is spent on two Ruckman, which I don't like that. And Williams, But it's a great fall plan too because if we don't get English through the free agency, you've got Williams then developing. But if you get English, the Premier who's going to probably be All-Australian ruckman this year, a WA boy that you know is going to be here for five, six years, and by then hopefully we're competing, touch wood, you then trade the Victorian boy (laughs) because it's an excess then. Not going to be popular.
2: Well, I did read recently that English has bought a house here and his missus plays for the West Coast Fever.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that his missus... Plays a lot of sport over in WA. He's a WA boy.
0: Well, I'm going to answer that now, and Timmy right. will not be at the Eagles next, end of next year. That's I'm my... Said would you go for him, though? Oh, yeah. They've got a the Kitchen Sink at him, but it's getting him here. That's the big thing. Um, and, um, you know, he's has been playing netball here for two years so far, so I don't think that's really much of a carrot for him at the moment, but you like throw the kitchen sink at him, yeah. Yeah. Um, But if not, there's plenty of other players out there they can be looking at. And there's a young kid um, at GWS, I've just forgotten his name. He's he's doing all right. Um, Is it Briggs, I think? Um, I don't know. Ruckman? Yeah, Ruckman, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he's a full, yeah, that's Briggs, yeah. um, You know, so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he would be good in the Eagles colours, but... Yeah, you're going to have to cry a lot of money at him. And like you said, Nick Nat's is going to have to step down. A few other guys are going to have to step down. Gap's going to be up the list. We have to open up a war chest a bit there. So well, they'd, they'd be foolish if they're not looking at him. I, I
2: read somewhere not long ago that they reckon that come probably next year, the year after, we have a war chest. Yeah, well, we do have that war chest. Back. And they're saying, yeah. the, the article I read today is saying that about 900K will get English here.
1: Yeah, and the thing is you can uh, front-end load it too. So he gets a lot of his money at the beginning of the contract. So by the time all these young kids that we've drafted get new contracts and they're coming towards their prime, you've then got the money. So say he's on 900 a year, you can say give him like $1.2 for the first two years. And then after that he would be on – I'm not doing the math. He'll only be on like 600 <laughs> 700 a year after that. You know what I mean? So by the time the young kids – Say to Reid, we'll just use him as an example, in three years' time when Reid, you know, is like, all right, I want a new contract, you know, I extended it for one year like a lot of young kids do, the early draft picks, I'm now a 22-year-old, I'm coming to my prime, suddenly you've already front-loaded Englishes for two years, so then the offer, contract you can offer to him would be significantly higher because then you've made the room in your salary cap by front-end loading the English one. And the great thing about English is, even if we don't him, we push his price up. We give him this ridiculous offer. Uh, Western Bulldogs can match it or they will recontract him before and be huge. And then that what that happens is it's a chain reaction. Then it opens the door to Norton a year after because they can't then pay the two Way boys billions of dollars when you've got Taylor Daniel running around, you've got Trelaw running around, you've got Bontem a star running around, you've got what's that, Bloody cokehead's name, Bailey Smith, running around. You, you know <laughs> what I mean. So it's like they can't afford to pay the two W way boys A millions. So chain uh, reaction. They're going to make
0: a decision. It's a brutal game. So, right, guys, we're going to cut it out because it's going to cut out now. We're doing this by Zoom. So thanks, Steve, for joining us, man. Um, uh, we're thanks, boys. And we might do it in the studio down your way. So um, we got a bit more time to talk. And sorry if this cuts out, guys, but uh, go Eagles, eh? Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Our form is bright from isolation.
1: Our fortress built. We cross the nation. Our
0: colors share the west coast sky. Our will to win. We'll